Thanks to our active and involved audience, we have several photos from the One Million March for Children we want to share with you. Despite what the legacy media will tell you, it was more than just hundreds of people. We also want to look at how various political parties and their leaders did or did not respond to the march and what that tells us about our federal parties. Finally, apparently in Canadian politics, when truckers and homeschool moms descend upon Ottawa for a peaceful protest, they are Nazis and Nazis are very bad. Unless, of course, you have an actual Nazi in Ottawa, then that's good. And the entire parliament will celebrate him with rousing applause. Friends, Canada has become a parody of a nation. We are a joke to the rest of the world. But as long as our leaders pretend to despise one another in this grand theatrical performance that is Canadian politics, the bread and circuses will keep everyone happy and ignorant. It's September 26th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. We're so thankful that you've joined us yet again on the program. We always want to remind you that all our programming is brought to you in part by the partnership between Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week. LCC exists to proclaim and declare Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who stand. And Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. If you want to help support our programming, we would just ask that you would go over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. You can scan that helpful QR code right in the bottom corner there. It'll take you right to the page. Please click the analysis show box and that will help us by giving a tax donation, a tax refundable den- donation through there. It'll help us continue to grow and bring you the stories <laughs> truthfully, not in the way that the MSM uh, does. And we will actually give you some very helpful apologetic and historical lessons so you can answer the fool according to his folly. So that's a big part of why we exist to give you some ammunition in this culture war that you can fight the spiritual battle well armed against the enemies of Christ and his kingdom. So if you want to continue to help support us to that end, please donate to us. We are also on the FLF network. That's a fight, laugh, feast network, flfnetwork.com. And as always, you can get all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com. We would suggest that you go over to our website uh, and check it out there. Also, Andrew, on that website, we have, I just want to, before we move on, let people know we have this wonderful uh, donation ability where you can leave uh, anonymous Bitcoin donations because of our friends at Bull Bitcoin. So we just have tons of options that you can help support our podcasts and programs. Um, so we would encourage you to do that. And also, if you want to reach out to us with any comments, questions, concerns, whatever it may be, reach out to us at mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. That's mailbag, libertycoalitioncanada.com. We love hearing from you, and we're so thankful, Andrew, that so many of the people that listen and view the show 
participated in this mailbag by sending us their photos and some of their testimonials and stuff like that, Andrew. But do you have a question for us to consider for today's program? Yeah, I don't want to give away too much of the episode, but I will ask our audience, what are your thoughts on the flip-flopping of certain political leaders? And you'll know what I mean as the episode goes on. So is, is your thought something like, well, it's actually strategic because you can't throw your full support at something if you don't know how it's going to turn out. And then once you see, so there's a little bit of, a little bit of caution the there. Yeah, is it that? Mm-hmm. Or is it merely wet finger up in the air? What's popular? What's a win politically? I want to know your Ding. thoughts. What you think, or what, what kind of your 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 thoughts on some of the flip floppery that we will be unpacking <laughs> in a little bit? Mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Couple things we want to bring to your attention as well. First of all, we have some live episodes coming up soon. Toward the end of October, the 23rd and the 24th of October, the 23rd, we're going to be at Trinity Bible Chapel in Waterloo, and the 24th at Trinity Baptist Church in Burlington. We will be filming live episodes. Both of them will be happening from 7.30 to 9.30. We're going to have live in-person Mike, Matt, Tim, and maybe me. We'll see how it goes. Cost is $25 per person. You can check the description of the show for a link to the event. You can register. We hope to see you at one or both of those events. Second, we want to continue to draw your attention to the Spark Leadership Conference happening October 31st and November 1st in beautiful South Carolina. It will be featuring speakers such as our own Michael Thiessen, Dr. Joe Boot, Pastors Tim Stevens and Nate Rock and James Kitchen, our chief litigator here. Tickets are available at sparkconferences.org. They are $50 each. Check out the website for more information. And just one note of clarification, just so everybody knows, if you're on our email list, if you've seen that ad pop up before, you might have seen the dates the being the Thursday and the Friday. So there's just a correction that the 30, uh, 31st and the 1st actually are a Tuesday and Wednesday, which you'll see in that graphic. And that correction will go out in our emails moving forward. But I just wanted to highlight that for everybody, just so you're not confused. Mm-hmm. More and more institutions continue to push the rainbow agenda. This includes, of course, our banks and other financial institutions. While we still need to have bank accounts and access to mortgages, we don't need to leave our investment capital at the banks and other financial organizations that oppose our Christian values. Why are you still working with the financial advisor who dutifully dons the rainbow lapel pin in June? Jonathan Wellam and his team at Rocklink are independently working to apply Christian truth and principles to their investment. Stop dreading your conversations with your woke financial advisor. Email Rocklink at info at rocklink.com or visit them www.rocklink.com. That's link with a C. Last week was the 1 million March for Children protests across Canada. We talked about it a little bit on Thursday's mm-hmm. episode, and we petition our audience to send us pictures and feedback. You also had the education over indoctrination protest that happened in Toronto on Friday. 
and we did ask you to send us your stuff and you did not disappoint. So we're going to cycle through a bunch of the images and we're going to tell you how at least the on the somewhat right side of <laughs> Spectrum Media covered it. And so we're going to kind of scroll through these pictures. And as we do, this is what the Western Standard had to say, quote, Around 1,000 people gathered for the 1 million March for Children at the Harry Hayes Building in Calgary to demonstrate for parental rights. About 100 counter-protesters stood across the street in front of the Delta Hotel Calgary downtown to offer support to sexual minorities. The counter-protesters waved pro-sexual minority flags and held signs with messages such as Stop the Hate and Trans Rights Are Human Rights. The Western Standard attempted to speak with the counter-protesters, but was confronted by Canadian Equality Consulting Chief Strategist James Demers, calling it a Nazi newspaper while trying to get close to him, close quote. So this just goes to show you, even if you try to be kind by using phrases like sexual minorities, right, this is how they refer to themselves, what you need to say is sexual deviance, because even when you try to be friendly, they're still going to call you a Nazi newspaper. So don't give them anything. Just call it like it is and let them call you Nazis. But be honest, there are a bunch of groomers and pedophiles that want to cut off boys' penises, cut off your daughter's breasts, sterilize children to groom them for sexual activity because they support all manner of sexual deviancy. Just call it for what it is. Uh, this is from the Post Millennial. Quote, the Million Person March, or hashtag One Million March for Children, drew around 10,000 supporters to Ottawa Wednesday, while attracting a counter-protest that was partly organized by Ontario public sector unions. The protest was just one of dozens held across Canada on September 20th in order for parents to demonstrate their opposition and anger to sexual orientation and gender ideology that's SOGI in the schools, in most provinces, children under 16 can decide to change their gender or pronouns without the permission or knowledge of their parents. Finally, we have two videos that we want to show you from this last week. One was posted to Maxime Bernier's social media, and the other one was Josh Alexander's social media. And these are both videos of what was going on in Ottawa on Wednesday the 20th. For those just listening, there's a massive gathering of people. So that was the reality that was documented yeah. there. And here is also another video. People on Twitter and X are gonna, they're gonna come out and they're gonna Everybody back up, guys, it's on. A massive march of people. 
flooding the streets. <laughs> That's what it, what it, in reality it looked like. Yeah, gigantic, absolutely gigantic. Mm-hmm. But Andrew, uh, I hate to say it, it wasn't covered in that fashion by our ever diligent legacy media. In fact, let's get into how the march in itself was covered by those who are are well-funded propagandists here in Canada. Demons. What 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 did what did the demons have to say about this? <laughs> let's find out. Probably appropriate to call them, absolutely. So, uh, this one Andrew is from the Toronto Star. Just a radical... wait. The to- we mean you mean you mean the Toronto the Toronto uh, upside down pentagram that kind of star. It <laughs> no, is the one. It, it's 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 more like the communist star that that okay. appears on all the floor. One flags. that one is overlaid <laughs> on the other. It's the commie star with the inverted pentagram. Yes. To, okay, that makes sense. We might actually have to make that graphic um, for a T-shirt or something. Uh, we can send it to the Toronto Star for them to wear. Anyways, let's get into what they actually covered. So this is from a column from the Toronto Star. You'll you'll notice it's very balanced and it's honest journalism. Uh, let's get into it. So the uh, this is from the article. Quote, the ugliest part of Canada's protest spasm this week was not the anti-LGBTQ plus protest organizer in Calgary who prompted a child to say, quote, I'd like to say that the gays are psychopaths and we're not psychopaths. The gays, they are disgusting, end quote. Though that at one of several protests across Canada that claimed to be about protecting children was so very ugly. Just notice the bias. Anti-LGBTQ, that's just the fact of the matter. And uh, (laughs) the... uh, Again, the protest was not really about parental rights. It was all a guise. Anyways, continuing on. No, the worst thing about Wednesday happened in Fredericton on the lawn of the New Brunswick legislature as anti-trans and pro-LGBTQ crowds lined up across the street from one another. The premier of New Brunswick, Blaine Higgs, walked out and mingled with the anti-trans side. Just statement of fact, obviously anti-trans side. His education minister, Bill Hogan, did the same. Or how about this gem, if that's not bad enough? It's also should be understood that the reason they did that is because these protests were in New Brunswick right now. Um, They've passed laws for parental consent on social transition of kids in school. You can't do that secretly behind the parents' back without giving them notice. So they've stood up publicly for that, which is a good and righteous thing to do. And that's what this protest was pertaining to, despite what the Toronto Star wants to, you know, smear it as. Anyways, but how about this gem from the Ottawa Citizen? Another really factual account of what's going on, uh, you know, and you'll see it in 
in the way that this is presented quote throw in a few anti-vax signs and a few more trudeau must resign flags and the demonstration resembled the so-called again right so-called freedom convoy no it wasn't actually that um but with its trucks replaced by religious fundamentalists and its covid related messaging largely replaced by quote no child is born in the wrong body and pray for the woke mob signs in speaking with some of the protesters though i got the sense that the school issue was more of a convenient place to hang their discomfort with gender fluidity oh andrew there you that go guy really hate he really hates muslims wow he's yeah, uh he's that's he's, islamic phobic yeah the ottawa citizen is uh employs islamophobes that's that's a new thing yeah yeah it's wild it's wild that they're just coming out and just being you know christophobic and islamic phobic it's it's all those things and we also have some headlines from the independent and unique obviously you know honest uh, yes. legacy media outlets that we we really wanted to show people because it just again highlights their wonderful journalism <laughs> so andrew there you have it here's here's some some of the high highlights that we have we have the times journal um one million march attracts hundreds to simcoe mm. wow huh. ctv news calgarians for and against gender and sexual diversity education engage in protest more than a thousand people gathered in downtown calgary um you have hundreds of protesters but, so what's interesting about that one is Kitchener. that it, what's yep. interesting about that calgary one is it says oh there were a thousand people and then some were for and some were against but mm -hmm. what they don't tell you is like 1500 were for and 100 were against yes yeah that part exactly. they don't tell you right yeah then you have and yeah and even the lie the candidate what does it say hundreds of supporters counter protesters in downtown calgary yeah so that's a lie but notice what they all say the same thing oh there were and and we, this is just a few clippings they all said the same thing oh there were hundreds of protesters mm -hmm. every say kitchener windsor same thing hundreds of protesters hundreds mm -hmm. of pro hundreds of protesters in kitchener and then what's interesting here is the bottom right corner there toronto yeah it tells you more than 1,000 counter protesters Ooh. But what they don't tell you is tens of thousands of protesters. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> part, so they don't want to tell you about that part. So, so that's the fun, that's how to lie with numbers, right? How to lie using honest numbers, because you know they can't just outright lie. Well, I guess they can, but those things are easy to fact check. So they just manipulate the headlines yeah. to change the story. Where have I where have I seen this before? Where well, where it's like, oh no, everyone's dying. Oh, they aren't really dying anymore. Ooh, cases. Ooh. <laughs> Goalposts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's narrative. And and what notice do you expect notice, from the propaganda arm of the state. What do you expect? Notice the mainstream media just cannot. They just cannot represent the march fairly, yeah. right? They they can't say that this was what the march was about. Like they're not even saying thousands gather for 
the pro and then just put it in scarecrows what they're saying right and then let it up to the reader no 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 no, no. that's not appropriate <laughs> they have to actually embed the bias into the headlines anti-lgbq education at, you know hate-filled protests all those sorts of things you see it over and over and over and over again and it just Again, it puts the red clown nose on all these mainstream media uh, legacy outlets because it just shows them for the dishonest actors that they are. And it's just, it's so... Mm-hmm. exposes their underlying agenda. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you said that word the way that you did because what we're going to see as we get into our next story is that the dishonest actors don't just work for the state-funded media. Apparently, some of these dishonest spinning of the story, only saying and covering things in certain ways uh, extends far into the political realm and even mm-hmm. among people and parties that many would hope was not the case. But before we get into that, we want to remind you that now is not the time to sit idly by and hope that our power-driven systems resolve themselves. Not after three years of heartache, loss, and despair. We don't expect the government to fix our financial future. We create our own economy. Barterit is a community of people who are passionate about shopping local, freedom of choice, and free speech, while creating new pathways for a true parallel economy. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today and click on Barterit for Individuals. Make sure to sign up as a VIP before the official launch and get a lifetime subscription, free premium listings, and 1,000 bits to spend in the system. That is $1,500 worth of value for $197. LibertyCoalitionCanada.com slash barter. So the next story, Matt, flows quite nicely from the first one, and that is... What were the responses from the various political party leaders in Canada? Well, the response from Justin Trudeau was a stock cultural Marxist one. This is what he tweeted, quote, Let me make one thing very clear. Transphobia, homophobia, and biphobia have no place in this country. We strongly condemn this hate and its manifestations, and we stand united in support of 2S LGBTQI plus Canadians across the country. You are valid and you are valued. Let's, let me just kind of cut through that political suit. Our prime hypocrite believes that parents should not have rights or authority over their own children. And he also supports genital mutilation and child abuse. That's basically what his words mean, cutting through a lot of his political fluffery of which he is an expert or in which he's an expert. Next, we have Jagmeet, the beard is good, but the communism is bad, Singh, leader of the New Socialist Party of Canada. I'm just replacing the the, the fake words with the real words. Okay, there's nothing democratic. Yeah. It's a new it's a new socialist party of Canada. I that's, see, that's what they are. Andrew, technical point. I'd probably just want to say communist if we really want to cut through the slang yeah. because socialism is the uh road to the communist utopia. Yeah. So it's just this intermediary period of overthrowing the 
instituted capitalist hegemony right. and then getting all the way to this, you know, communistic utopia, right? So socialists right. want communism. That's yep. that's where they're going and ultimately want to end up. Yep. They when just go through this intermediate process. Communism is this ideal where we have no more classes and no it's not like the state has to govern so yes. socialism is will use the heavy-handedness of the state and will mm. bring everything under the purview of the state to control mm. and so that the end result would be well then we can distribute everything evenly and yes. live in a fairly communistic and, utopia and so also the socialist all, communist party there's a little bit of yes both. yeah That's so fair. also to reshape and remold the citizens of the nation into a communist populace because that's right that's how the the process is supposed to work you have this intermediate intermediate period of socialism where the the state has to impose communism on its people but then but after a certain indefinite period of time that will be so ingrained into the way that people live that they'll become communist beings in that yep. society and then organic organically you can dissolve the state this external coercive power of the state no longer is needed now communist man has emerged in the mm -hmm. evolution of history which is you know their kind of vision of the new heavens and the new earth actually that's why the, i say I think, say it's I important think, i think we can keep the acronym i think we can keep ndp and just call them the new demon party of canada <laughs> sure. i think we can stick to that. yeah i mean so, ultimately communism uh, this, is demonic this is this is what the leader of the new demon party of canada had to say he tweeted this quote the rise of hate towards the 2s lgbtqi plus community is deeply alarming all people deserve safety and freedom to be who they are. Unless you don't want experimental medication put inside your body, then you do not deserve safety and the freedom to be who you are. No, no, no. Then you must bow to the will of the state. But what else would you expect from demons? Continues, today and every day, new Democrats stand with the trans community in solidarity. Now, here is a video of Jagmeet marching in support of groomers and pedophiles acting as a comrade for the child genital mutilators. No fear! Trans people are welcome here! No hate! No fear! Trans people are welcome here! No hate! No fear! Trans people are welcome here! Just, wow. I'm surprised. You know what I'm surprised, actually? Because he's always so on point with making sure that his turban matches his tie. I'm surprised he didn't get a special rainbow turban just for the occasion. That would have been like, then that would have been on point. So yeah, old juggers, you're, you're slacking yeah, on, to, on marks, that end. A couple marks down for, <laughs> yeah. for Jagmeet. Yeah. I just want to highlight, uh, Andrew, really quick, before we move on, uh, I just want people to know uh, on your viewing right uh, towards the end of the flag, uh, right in front of these, you know, kind of purpley red QP uh, union signs, that is a man that we're going to introduce you to later in the episode. And it's just interesting that he's shoulder to shoulder, side by side, mar uh, marching with. 
um, someone who's a part of the communist coalition of the NDP and the liberals in Jagmeet yeah. Singh. But we shouldn't be surprised, yeah. given Jugs. That's, that's, that's two federal leaders. Yeah, uh, Maxime Bernier was in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. He spoke at the rally. He joined the march. That first video we showed, I think, was right from his social media as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of that 360 shot of what was going on. That's why you saw the PPC signs, because they were there supporting him. Rod Taylor from the Christian Heritage Party was also there. He was speaking uh, on his uh, Twitter Twitter uh, page. You can also see he did several interviews with people asking what their thoughts were for or against. Um, mm. He got to interview and speak with uh, Camille as well. So he was there in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. So Trudeau did his thing. Jagmeet Singh did his thing. Bernier and 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 Rod Taylor were there. But None of that is surprising, Pierre, right? Yeah. Pierre, where was Pierre Polyev? And how about this? Not just him. How about anyone from the Conservative Party for that matter? Many people, many people took notice of their silence and wrote articles about it. Yes, indeed they did. This is from Life Site News, uh, Andrew, and this is what they had to say. Quote, CPC MPs were directed to remain silent about the million-person march against LGBT indoctrination, according to an internal memo. The Canadian press reported Wednesday that it had obtained a copy of the memo sent by opposition leader Pierre Polyev's office to all MPs in his caucus, warning them to not make any public comments on social media or to the press regarding the massive pro-family protest movement. Additionally, MPs were reportedly given party talking points regarding the Million Person March, which explained what they could or could not say to any of their constituents regarding the demonstrations if asked. The memo to MPs is said to have stated that protesters have legitimate points to make, quote, regarding the issues of, quote, parental rights concerning the education of one's children in public schools, but nonetheless told MPs to refrain from making any statements publicly. However, this should surprise no one. Once Polyev and the PCs received massive flack for their silence, and once they saw just how massive the protests were and peaceful, in true political fashion, just a top-notch politician, Polyev, Polyev changed directions mid-air in an attempt to show himself to be a man, a conservative leader, a man of the people of Canada. He tweeted this in response to Justin Trudeau. Quote, Justin Trudeau always divides to distract from all he has broken. This time, he is demonizing concerned parents. Parents should be the final authority on the values and lessons that are taught to their children. Trudeau should butt out and let parents raise their kids. 
It is worth noting that Polyev was totally silent again, Andrew. This is now showing, you know, this is a pattern of the way that Polyev acts. You have big organic protest movements led by a fed up Canadian populace. The conservatives are dead silent. They're nowhere to be found. Once they see that the protests, oh, it's actually like a pr pretty big protest. It's, it's a big thing. Um, it's peaceful. It's fun loving. Okay. And they see that it's a winning issue for them politically. Yeah. So they, they, about that. It's they realize uh, our base actually likes this. We need to, we need to, we, we I like it too. I've always, yeah. I've always liked it. I've always yeah. been a big fan. Exactly. So there you have it. Pierre Polyev just pandering to the people. That's all that Polyev can do because he's a feckless politician who engages in partisan hackery, just like all the other ones. So mm -hmm. far from leading, mm -hmm. Pierre's following. And in also this very moment, silent on Bill C4 oh, when it dude. passed. But then, but then, uh, but, but, but now, so, so Bill C4, nothing, but, he, but that tweet he just said, or the, the, what he just tweeted to Justin Trudeau was parents have the final authority, but by supporting Bill C4, you don't believe that mm -hmm. because if parents have the final authority, then parents should be allowed to take their kids to meet with pastors to help deal with sexual sin and sexual desires. That should be the parents' decision to make because parents have final authority. But yes. he doesn't believe that. He believes that the parents and the pastor should go to jail for mm -hmm. doing that. So, hey, but ultimately, he'll, he'll the state has sides. final authority. That's what yeah. he believes, and he yeah. celebrates, right? Because not so even silent the silent, and then speaks out when he realizes, oh, this is actually not good. Then he'll speak yeah. out. And and again, obviously, he's ideologically compromised because this man is not a true conservative. We've talked about this, and it's amazing, Andrew. How many times do we put out like an episode, and I choose to maybe to to frame it in the most provocative way that we possibly could. You know, the cons won't stand for parental rights. And then you have a massive protest and where are the cons? They're not there. So somebody could be like, oh, that's hyperbolic. That's probably not fair to them. <laughs> but, but then when push comes to shove, do they prove us right? Absolutely. They prove us right. Now, Andrew, I, I said to people, I teased a little bit um, and I, I just want to highlight um one of the people, because this section is just showing these are the people in power. These are the people of political influence um, and where they're standing. And, well, you know, the Marxists were doing their thing unsurprising to most of us. Um, it, it's it's really in, it showcases how feckless the conservatives are by right. not st sticking up for and people. Before, before but, we move on to this, though, there's a picture we want to show because we we want so we always need to we always need to take the dog and rub his nose in the mess and mm -hmm. remind him and everyone that this is what we're dealing with. So before we jump into um, uh, to that shady figure to the left of <laughs> Jagmeet. Good beard, bad communism sing. <laughs> yes. I want to show a picture of a series of articles and tweets because we need to. This is, this is the true face of the conservative party. What you're looking at here are tweets and comments and images from various conservative party members, people, those who are MPs or MPPs. 
right? And so you have the top right, Melissa Lanceman with her transgender day of visibility. We know what these days are about, right? This is not actually, hey, you know, trans people matter. This is the trans day of visibility was specifically designed to be a response, a very aggressive, angry response that trans rights are rights, and that includes even a violent response to anti-trans people if needed. CC Scott Atchison there, Transgender Day of Visibility, mm -hmm. bottom right. Here's Aaron O'Toole. Today we recommit to making Canada an equitable place for all people to live in. That's Marxist. Yep. Equitable. <laughs> I stand with the trans community in Canada and around the world fighting for equal treatment. And then Michelle Rempel Garner condemns hate from group prote protests is protesting an all ages drag show. There's your conservative party. They're groomers too. <laughs> There's your conservative party. You're protesting drag shows. Are you protesting mentally unwell, sinful men dancing half naked in front of kids? Why as, stand against you? As hypersexualized yeah. women, right? Yeah. They, says the conservative. Yeah, and apparently, uh, so. So that's that's the real that's the real face mm -hmm. of the conservative party. That those are real. And then I, I forgot to link to it, but there's an interview back from 2020 that mm -hmm. Pierre Polyev did with La Presse. It's a it's a it's a French interview mm -hmm. where he basically says, "Listen, in 2005, I was wrong. I've come to realize that I'm totally for sodomy in terms of it, mm. it, it, it being legalized as a marriage, as an institution. So th yeah. the conservative party fails. To, first of all, they fail to see that all these things are connected. Yeah, you don't get the you don't get the T in the Q until you embrace the LGB, the L, the B, and the G. So that's yes. can't get around that. So they fail to see that. But the truth is, it doesn't really matter because mm -hmm. there. If if you are for adults, if you are if you are in favor of an eighteen year old mm -hmm. castrating himself and pretending to be a woman, then it's not going to be very long before you're in favor of a thirteen year old doing it. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, and just a matter. Uh, of time. And it should be pointed out, like you just barely scratched the surface with those four images you put together. The countless examples uh, that you could have chosen from. Uh, Chris Elson called out. The uh, billboard Chris called out the um, the conservative party in a major way because they have in their own ranks as a part of their caucus. They won't kick you. They'll kick you out if you debate vaccines and their efficacies, mm -hmm. but they won't kick you out if you are literally a trans activist. Mm -hmm. um, so that that should tell our listeners and our viewers where the CPC stands. And sadly, it stands with people like the next man that I'm going to talk to you about. And this is Fred Hahn. And the reason we want to hi highlight Fred Hahn is because he was in Ottawa shoulder to shoulder with one of the, the you know, most powerful men in Canadian po politics right now. Uh, Jugmeet Singh, the leader of the New Democratic Party, a and new demonic party. The, the new, new sorry, I missed. Yeah, we got to get the D right. Yeah, the you new know, demon get, party. Get, Andrew, give me some time to just you, you change all these things on me so quickly. It's yeah. it's hard to follow. The new the new demon party. But we want to highlight Fred Hahn because of an interaction that he had. But before we do that, we just want to show you this guy. That's Fred Hahn. Uh, 
that clown right there, he is the president of QP. Okay, so he's the first openly gay labor leader in Canadian history elected to lead the Canadian Union of Public Employees in 2009 he's a social worker socialist sorry no it is social worker by trade with a ba in this is what qualifies him to lead qp andrew imminently qualified bachelor's of arts degree in philosophy and women's studies that's not a joke that's who he is so i was guessing i was going to guess his degree is in bisexual basket weaving but that's pretty close it's not far off well fred the clown here um he was a part of that massive leaked call uh, over Zoom, uh, the emergency union Zoom call to put together a counter protest. And in that call, uh, Fred encouraged the some 200,000 union members uh, to partake in the counter protest against the 1 million March for Children. Uh, he also, it should be note, uh, uses taxpayer money to actually pay those members to engage in protests. So, yes, that is what happens. These public sector unions use public money to counter protest the interests of the public in defense of very narrow, marginal uh, group of individuals' uh, special rights. So he uses this to create his own rainbow guard. And Fred, the guy right there, he also makes over six figures, uh, quite a bit over six figures annually by mandatory coercive confiscation of the salary of the QPE members who, yes, of course, are paid by tax taxpayer money so that's who fred is and as you can see on the left side of just over his shoulder on his right side if actually in the video but you can see an interesting portrait there and yes that is andrew cuban communist revolutionary shay guevara he was castro's yep justin trudeau's dad's he was castro's butcher who so that's said uncle that's uncle shay uncle shay exactly uncle shay, yeah. who said this about executing his en enemies my nostrils dilate dilate with savoring the acrid odor of gunpowder and blood i'd like to confess papa at the moment i discovered that i really like killing and this is a man who relished in summarily executing Anybody who opposed the communist revolutionary uh, revolutionaries, including Cuban peasants who they said they were um, uh, <laughs> uh, defending. And he he denied due process of law in the investigations because he declared that a vestige of a bourgeois society. So, yeah, Fred Hahn, that clown on the right there sitting in front of a Che Guevara picture. Well, the reason we wanted to spend time highlighting him is he had a recent run-in with, I believe it's Harrison Faulkner. I think I know his voice well enough to know it's Harrison of True North um, at the protest in Ottawa. And we want to play that for you because it's, it's really enlightening. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much. Fred, does QP stand shoulder to shoulder with Antifa? It's weird when people ask me about Antifa because like, do you think we're pro-fascist? That's weird. Okay, we're done. So, so you do. So you do stand shoulder to shoulder with Antifa. Well, would you expect us to be pro-fascist? Are you pro-fascist? 
Are you pro-fascist? No, like no, no. Antifa, Antifa is Antifa anti-fascist. So a militant you're organization. You're pro-fascist or you're anti-fascist. So, so are you? So QP stands shoulder to shoulder with Antifa. Then, do I have that right? Oh, I know. Do you I think know. Are you going to have precedence over parents for decision making and kids? Should unions and teachers be able to make decisions for kids, or should their parents? I think that's is is that McKenna? Who is that? The Ottawa, the Lesbo, Catherine McKenna. Catherine McKenna. That's her hugging him. So you know, far from being marginalized, right? This guy has a lucrative career yeah. as the leader of QP, hugging all the politicians in Ottawa, walking shoulder to sh- shoulder with Communist Party leader Jagmeet Singh. This guy, he activates union members he says qp which is the public union for public employers stands shoulder and shoulder with antifa and i just want to give our listeners a little bit of apologetic ammunition harrison did a good job although he stumbled a little bit there it's not true that if you're against Antifa, you are pro-fascist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Antifa, just in the same way, it, if you're against BLM, Black Lives Matter, it doesn't make you against black lives. That's nonsense. Antifa is a group, and their history is in the interwar period. They started up to fight fascism, sure, but they're a radical communist organization and we'll link in I, I there's a wonderful article that i'll just pull it's just a very close uh, very short um article but it's just looking at kind of the history of the um antifa and how it's essentially a, a, a twin sister of no, the nazi ss it's what the ss is to Nazis. This was really to communists, right? And they're so, to- they're they're totally fascist. At least now, yeah, yeah, exactly. Antifa now is totally fascist because two t- two quick things. One, if you ask people in Antifa, should mm-hmm. the state have full control and their hands in everything, mm-hmm. they would say yes. Which is that's that's definite. That's as, as simple a definition as fascism as you can. You can you can you can say Absolutely. is that the state has full hands on everything. So Antifa would be for that. They'd be for mm-hmm. the states having their hands on healthcare and the economy and education. So number one, they mm-hmm. are actually fascistic in their disposition, mm-hmm. but they're also fascistic in their operation because they believe in shutting down free speech by mm-hmm. force. Mm-hmm. And number three, which I just realized, if if anyone believes that they're operating independent from the shady underbelly of the federal government, you're you're you are you are so wrong. If you mm-hmm. don't think that the higher ups in Antifa get some of their orders from various people in the federal government to say, listen, here's these protests, here's a bunch of money, show up, come to Ottawa. If you don't think there's a connection. Then you're not you're not reading the tea leaves correctly, my friend. So they are they are fascist in their mm-hmm. belief, in their operation, and the simple fact that they are so deeply connected to the state, mm-hmm. thus proving and exemplifying fascism. It's so, a, so when he was saying when 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 what's a guy's name Han uh, Fred Han yeah. when Fred, Fred Han was yeah. saying, "What well, are you are you pro fascist?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost felt in my mind I was like, "Well, you are." Yeah, you're pro-fascist, you, you and so are. I, 
in 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 a, in, a, in a world of truth, if Harrison Faulkner or if that's who it is said, "Yes, I am pro-fascist." Then Fred Hahn should have said, "Well, come on over here. This is where all the fascists are. Come yeah. join us." Exactly, and and that's so. At the end of the episode, we're going to talk a little bit about fascism, maybe highlighting what our third story is. But that is absolutely the case, and this segment is really to show you where leaders in highly into influential political figures in Canadian politics are how radical they are and then juxtapose that with how feckless how useless how foolish the conservatives are that's the current state of canadian politics that we have to wake up to um and that's why we really think this is an important segment for everybody to understand these are the radical leaders who are in charge and (laughs) the official opposition are cons not conservatives yep Separating money from the state is a core tenet of Bitcoin's ethos, a permissionless network where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. Bull Bitcoin, Canada's most trusted exchange since 2013, is built around this ethos and leverages it in its mission to end central banks forever. At Bull Bitcoin, where security and privacy are priority, they take it upon themselves to help empower individuals with the most potent form of money the world has ever known. Head to mission.bullbitcoin.com LCC today and get started with your account's creation. Contact Bull's best in the business customer support team at any point throughout the process to request assistance. Mission.bullbitcoin.com LCC. Take control of your money. Do you... um? Do you remember the Freedom Convoy? I, I yeah, I mean, Do you remember we, that? we covered yeah. it very closely. Right? Do you remember <laughs> what several of our elected officials said regarding the Freedom Convoy and those involved with it, either in organization or implementation, or simply the moms who came to bring their kids to a three-week-long Canada Day celebration? Uh, this video we're about to show you is particularly pertinent to our discussion today. This is what our elected officials were saying about those involved with the Freedom Convoy protests just two years ago, a year and a half ago. How much vitriol do we have to see of Honk Honk, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler, do we need to see by these protesters on social media? Mm-hmm. So, so Nazis are bad, right? So yeah, Honk Honk, Honk Honk <laughs> is, really, is really an acronym oh. I forgot for, about that for anyway. Hitler, That's crazy. which by the way, by the way, it's not um, just so yeah, just that person so that, per- that person is ignorant because an acronym would be like so SIS, right? Yeah. Would be an acronym for she is stupid. Okay, that would <laughs> yes. be a good example of an acronym. Mm. Um, but honk honk, I think the word she's looking for is maybe dog whistle. Yeah. Uh, but know. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's behold your leaders. Okay. Yes. Behold the behold the the wicked leaders you get for being a nation that slaughters preborn children for forty oh. years without repentance. This is what you get, yep. Canada. You get wicked leaders who rule because we have allowed great injustice to perpetrate and permeate our country. We Calvin's right. We get what we deserve. But in any mm. event. Nazism is bad, right? And that's condemn Nazis. Everybody can agree on that, I think, right? If anyone in the convoy is say was saying Heil Hitler, fully condemned, very bad. Now, very bad. That is, of course, 
unless you're doing a very, very hard Ukrainian virtue signaling, mm -hmm. then it's a little different. We have here in the chamber today Ukrainian Canadians, Ukrainian Canadian world veteran from the Second World War who fought the Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the troops today, even at his age of 98. Look at that. All clapping like train seals. Away. Yep, all of them. No matter what side. His name is Yaroslav Hunka. And uh, I was going to say he's in the gallery, but I think you beat me to that. <laughs> But I'm very proud to say that he is from North Bay and from my riding of Nipissing to Miskaming. He's a Ukrainian hero, a Canadian hero, and we thank him for all his service. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's not going to age well, Rota. Oh, they're that's, standing again! Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, no! That's great. And it's wow. everyone. Yep. It's everyone. Yep. Oh, and they're doing it with such glee. Oh. Oh, Honka. Uh, burning love. Oh, jeez. A, a Honka burning Nazi. Okay, <laughs> yep. so this is from, this is from the post-millennial. The Parliament of Canada provided a loud, all-party uh, and SEALs fully trained. I just added that last bit in. Fully trained SEALs. Standing ovation Friday to Yaroslav Hunka, a 98-year-old who served with the Nazi Waffen SS during the Second World War. And for those of you that aren't history buffs, that the bad guys. Okay. He was one of the bad guys. You, you know the two S's that part. look like white lightning bolts on yeah. the black background? Yeah, those guys. The yeah, shock he's the troops. Bad, <laughs> he, he's the bad guy, okay? He was on the wrong side. So Hunka was a soldier with the 14th Galicia Division of the Waffen-SS, the military section of the Nazi-SS, which was responsible for elements of terror from massive extermination camps, to the daily torture and repression of citizens within occupied Europe. The International Military Tribunal that oversaw the Nuremberg War Crimes sorry, Nuremberg War Crimes trials declared the SS to be a criminal organization. So that's not good. That that's I'm proud. Bad. I'm pr like I'm so proud that in a cowardly murderous rage you slaughtered Jews and devastated Germany. I'm proud to be your Canadian, and we're thankful for your service. Oh, boy. Let's continue. Ugh. Hunka was a guest of the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Zelensky was in Ottawa to address a joint session of parliament, but really to pick up more military aid from the liberal government. In his address to parliament, Zelensky thanked Canada for its continued support to the war with Russia and suggested Canadians have always been on the bright side of history. 
certainly not the last four years they haven't, and certainly not on Friday. Let me tell you, that's the wrong side of history to be on. Uh, House of Commons Speaker Anthony Rhoda, as we saw, gushed over Hunka's presence and told the members of Parliament that Hunka was a veteran from the Second World War who fought for Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the troops today, even at his age of 98. Rhoda did not attempt to explain how Hunka's belligerence against Russia did not serve Canada's objectives during World War II. That's an interesting thing to note. I really cares about Canada or anything to help us. Of course not. Canada did not fight against the Russians in the Second World War, but along with Great Britain, the United States, and many other nations, was an ally of Russia or the Soviet Union as it was then known because they were fighting another enemy, the Nazis, the bad guy in the story. Nonetheless, all the MPs rose to give Hunka a standing ovation such all-party demonstrations are extremely rare in Canada's House of Commons. Hunka saluted the fanfare. He saluted them like this. Thank you for the fanfare. That's He gave the single-handed thank you for the fanfare. <laughs> yeah. Is what he did. Yeah, and it should be just, just I mean, it's amazing. How stupid are our elected officials that they? They're don't all of them. Very all of them. <laughs> like, like all honestly, of them. Do, do you not remember the Russians are were a part of the Allied forces after they broke the um, what was it? Uh, it's the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact that initially allowed the Nazis to take over Poland and actually kicked off World War II, right? Showing just how aligned, right? We, we said the anti-fascists and the SS, they're pretty much twin sisters, just a little bit different. Well, I mean, before the Second World War kicked off, there was that pack that had the Nazis and the socialists um, united. Um, but it turns out one wanted international socialism, the other wanted national blood and soil type socialism. And they, they, so anyways... Andrew, you talked about the, the, the rarity of seeing old parties stand up with glee, with joy to celebrate like seen, something. I feel like I've seen that before in the <laughs> not-too-distant past. Yes, yes. But it has happened, like you say, in the not-too-distant past. Well, the last time, Andrew, that we did see people come together in this, this raucous applaud, all standing together, no matter what party you were on, it's just united, right? This is the type of government that we need in Canada, right? It was to celebrate the disgraceful passing of Bill C-4, which made biblical Christianity and the sexual, um, ethic that is taught in the Bible, uh, it, it, it declared it as a myth and then made it ostensibly illegal or finable to actually counsel people towards that end. That's what got these train seals clapping together again and hugging each other across the aisle. So apparently it's, it's Nazism and celebrating an SS war veteran and the defaming and profaning of God's word and his uh, societal norms. That's what really gets our parliament uh, very exercised and very organized. But it, it, in true fashion, again, just as Polyev stood and applauded Bill C-4, he stood and applauded this SS uh, leader as well. And in true, just change my 
tune after the fact form like Polyev often does. This is the tweet that he put out. It has come out today that Justin Trudeau personally met with and honored a veteran of the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS, a Nazi division. Liberals then arranged for this Nazi veteran to be recognized on the floor of the House of Commons during the visit of the Ukrainian president. This is an appalling error in judgment on the part of Justin Trudeau, whose personal protocol office is responsible for arranging and vetting all guests and programming for state visits of this kind. No parliamentarians other than Justin Trudeau had the opportunity to vet this individual past before he was introduced and honored on the floor of the House of Commons. Without warning or context, it was impossible for any parliamentarian in the room other than Mr. Trudeau to know of this dark past Mr. Trudeau must personally apologize and avoid passing the blame to others as he always does um, so what a f- I mean what a statement so what's interesting to note really quick before before you, you talk about a response that. is that he was utterly silent during the one million march Mm-hmm. And then afterward, he so after Justin Trudeau tweeted, hey, we support you. You're valid and you're valued and blah, blah, blah. Then a day or two after the one million march was done, then Polyev tweeted, all Justin Trudeau does is divide and he blames people and blame, it's other people's fault. But yeah. really, parental right reigns supreme. OK, so number one, you were silent. So. Bill C4, he supports. It's mm-hmm. bad. It's a bad political move. Uh-oh, I'm going to speak out against it. The convoy, mm-hmm. silent, bad political move. Now I'm going to speak out in favor. The 1 million march, silent, bad political move. Now I'm going to speak out against it. And here you have celebration of a Nazi, clapping like a seal. Uh-oh, that's not good. Yeah. Now I'm against it. There's a pattern here. And yes. what's interesting is that in one tweet, he'll blame Justin Trudeau. Oh, he'll say, you always blame people for, you know, people are always blaming you. And so, but what's he doing right now? It's yeah, not my the fault. The exact opposite. Well, hold on a second. It's not my fault. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm just the leader, couldn't of, have a, possibly vetted I'm just the leader of a federal party. Yeah. How am I supposed to know these things? It's Justin's fault. Is what he says. What a what a maroon. Why don't they have a shadow? Why don't they have a shadow ministry of vetting the people who who Trudeau's inviting? Um, Our friend Alex Kluserman had this to say over at uh, Dominion Press. Go check them out. And I think this is really you know spot on what he had to say on Facebook um, concerning Polyev. So he said that specifically this tweet. Yeah, this is his response to that tweet from Polyev about. Oh, mm-hmm. Justin Trudeau always blames people, and I didn't know about the Nazis. Yeah, exactly. So he said, no, Pierre Polyev, there was context. The Speaker of the House gave a very clear introduction. He told you and everyone present that the Nazi you seals clap for, f- quote, fought the Russians during World War II. Who fought the Russians during World War II? The Nazis. There are only two things that could have happened. One, not one member of parliament knew who fought the Russians during World War II, and thus every one of them betrayed a level of historical ignorance that immediately disqualifies them from office. Or 
two, every member of parliament is a coward. They simply, quote, read the room. They have zero principles and wouldn't be caught dead standing against a crowd. These people haven't progressed past junior high. They should all resign immediately. Our leaders cheer for Nazis for the same reason they allow elderly and infants to be killed for the same reason they impose deadly lockdowns for the same reason they allow child mutilation to be practiced openly they have no moral compass and are merely looking around to see what is presently acceptable clapping corrupt seals amen the whole whole lot of them this is the point all of them the the whole lot of them everyone in the liberal party Everyone in the conservative party. Oh, but there are Christians in the conservative party. Number one, I don't think so. So let's just uh, let's let, let let me make an. We un- don't let me know make- they're hard, Andrew. You know what? But, we you know what? We don't know they're not heart. acting like it in their we, office. We, we may not know their heart, but we know we a couple know their things. Fruit. We know that what it's what comes out of a person that makes them unclean, mm-hmm. and it's from the abundance of the heart that you will see words and action. So what's coming out is rotten. Yes. which probably speaks to the rottenness of their heart. Number two, is this isn't just like two or three months. It's years and years and years of compromise mm-hmm. and years and years and years of not being faithful to Christ, mm-hmm. which even David, after he committed adultery and murder, was only a year, and then finally the Lord shook him out of his disobedience and made him repent. So if, if we can give a murder and adulterer a max year, these guys have had years and years and years to repent, and they haven't. The fruit is bad. The silence is deafening. People who say, oh, they're, yeah, they're, no, they're really believers in the conservative party. Listen, show me. Mm -hmm. Show me why these Christians didn't speak out against the PCs accepting Pride Comes Before the Fall Month parades in Bill C4. Yeah. Listen, I don't know anyone's heart, but from the fruit Mm -hmm. and from, and from the action and from the silence, unless I see some real repentance, it looks to me like there's not a single believer anywhere in that parliament. Because cowardice, anywhere. cowardice is unbecoming of a mm-hmm. true follower of Christ. Right? Cowards will the have first their place in the lake uh, of fire. They're the first ones thrown in the lake of fire. Right? Cowards so, are at the top of that list. So that is a serious, serious thing to think about. Um, well, Andrew, it turns out <laughs> the news came out about Hunka's past and Boy, did people run with their tails between their legs. This is from the Post Millennia. On Sunday, the Speaker of the House of Commons, Anthony Rota, apologized for his decision to honor 98-year-old Laroslav Hunka in front of the Canadian Parliament after it was revealed that the Ukrainian fought with the Nazi Waffen-SS during the Second World War. In a post on X, Rota said... On September 22nd in the House of Commons, I recognized an individual in the gallery. I have subsequently become aware of more information, which causes me to regret my decisions to do so. Quote, I wish to make clear that no one, including fellow parliamentarians and the Ukrainian delegation, was aware of my intention or of my remark before I delivered them, he added. This initiative was entirely my own the individual in question being from my writing and having been brought to my attention i particularly want to extend my deepest apologies to the jewish communities in canada and around the world i accept full responsibility for my actions rhoda concluded two two quick two quick things number one 
what about all the Jewish people that were also clapping like a bunch of trained seals? Because because you have Jewish MPs, yeah, including absolutely. Melissa, including Melissa Lanceman, mm -hmm. who's who's pro trans and pro sodomy yeah. and a Jew, and she was clapping. Well, so. Andrew. So first of all, they're all celebrating. Number one, and then number two, you know what mm -hmm. is what it comes down to? He's the uh, he's the fall guy, yeah. Right? He someone, That's someone, what... he would. He's the guy who's got to fall on his sword for this, even mm -hmm. though, you know, it's uh, it, and it. Uh, even though he's, whole, there's no way he alone could make a decision no like this. Even the whole, any even vetting. the whole, the whole Ukrainian thing, right? Well, like we're, this, I don't, want, we don't want to get into too much detail, but this. No. This caricature that we're being we're being spoon fed, Ukraine goods, Zelensky a hero. Listen, yeah. this this is not a slam against anyone who's from the UK, Ukraine, or Obviously the innocent not. people who are in the Ukraine who are experiencing the ravages of war right now. Yeah, but at the end of pawns. the day, your political leaders in the Ukraine are so thoroughly evil and corrupt. And Ukrainians there, know this, right? There's like... no, there's no. And how do we know this is the case? Because it was just a couple of years ago that Joe Biden publicly celebrated the fact mm -hmm. that he threatened the Ukrainian government by withholding aid unless yeah. they fired a prosecutor that was investigating mm -hmm. corruption in a company that Hunter Biden was involved with. Mm -hmm. And it's worth noting that according to many people who are involved in this kind of work, Ukraine functions almost as a hub or a central yes. processing station for sex trafficking in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. That it, it functions as almost like a grand central station the for sex trafficking. So Ukraine Ukraine's is base, not, basically a failed state. It's yeah. basically been a failed it, state for, for quite some time now. Virtuous yeah. nation with wonderful leaders. There no. is evil corruption. Okay and godless activity in the highest levels of including Zelensky. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's no surprise that they would celebrate a Nazi. And I can't help but think it's just, it exposes the blind ideological allegiance to the Ukraine that these MPPs, or sorry, these MPs could just blindly like, seals just we can throw the MP celebrate. we can throw the mpps in well, there as yeah. well they but they're, they're all in that too and the mlas they're all in that pile yeah all and, across the country and, and that's the thing like right they're so eager to virtue signal uh, concerning the ukraine and sending massive amounts of money of taxpayer money to essentially ostensibly a failed state that is all sides all, all types of corrupt a state that does have a serious nazi problem right we've talked about this in the past because uh we talked about it when freeland was caught uh, holding up the azov battalion scarf yeah. in one of the ukrainian so someone, so <laughs> someone said on twitter because yeah. freeland obviously is clapping her her little evil heart out she was yeah. saying don't you wish that Freeland adored Canadian citizens the way that she adores this Nazi? No, yeah. As she yeah. was clapping for him? No, exactly. Exactly. So we're, we're seeing this over and over and over and over again. And this is the irony, Andrew. Um, and this, I think, how we, we can put all these stories together. We heard over and over again, right? We, we saw the pictures of uh, Nick Alexander, Josh Alexander's brother, with a bloody eye because he was assaulted um, with an instrument. And then he got arrested, right, by the police with, after with being assaulted. With a veteran as well. With a Canadian veteran. Yeah. Bill, yeah, who actually fought against evil. The, yeah, against, yeah. against he was the arrested. Nazis. Yeah. He was arrested. Yeah. 
Yeah, or not maybe not the Nazis, probably in another war. Sorry, I, I don't know the, the military background there. But yeah, I mean, they were arrested for standing for righteousness and being assaulted, right? That's, that's what took place. And a lot of people on posts that we put forward on X, they said, oh, yeah, sit down, Nazi, you know, fascist. Like, there's a bunch of Antifa people um, saying, oh, you know, save Canada. They're a bunch of fascists. Anybody who's supporting the Someone one. Someone said no one, one no one bleeds. No one bleeds that much from their eye. That's fake. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, it's it's silly. Anyways, um it's it's so funny to see because the 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 nameless faceless antiva people on x come out of the woodworks for these marches and all they have to say is oh you fascist 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 that's anybody who they don't like or is ideologically opposed to them is automatically a fascist but that it turns out that fascism is a thing it's not just whoever disagrees with me is therefore a fascist and fascism comes like fascio is the root of fascism in italian and if i said you fashion me something together in english you would understand the root of that word it means to bundle or uh, you know bring together everything right because we, we know that we've talked about on the the program that the wef's public private partnership that corporatistic model is essentially fascism right that mm -hmm. that's how mussolini uh devised the 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 ideal fascist state it was he says no individuals or groups political parties cultural associations economic unions social cla classes outside the state fascism is there fascism is integrally totalitarian it there is no concept of individuals outside of the state and they bring together in parts to whole fashion every institution to do the bidding of the state. That is what fascism is. So while a lot of people have thrown around the idea that, oh, we're Christo fascists, we, on the program, we talk over and over again about the principles of sphere sovereignty and subsidiarity, um, all these pre-civic institutions. That's just objectively immediately contra and the, and, and the fascism value of de decentralization yeah we're about I, like literally my my what i think is the best form of government i think the bible teaches this is a mixed limited confederated constitutional republic that is very very limited in the, in the tasks that it can do not that's not what mussolini or the fascists believe they believe they should control every ounce of economic activity everything in the society exists to serve ultimately the state they thought it was for the betterment of the pe people ultimately but the state controlled everything whereas christians were saying no <laughs> Absolutely not. God's given various covenantal spheres, all that have their own judicature, their own le like sphere of ju jurisdiction, and that neither one should violate the jurisdiction of the others. Much like when you see the cop shows, you know those the counties f fighting the sheriff. Like they're all zealous for their jurisdiction. That's that's the way that Christians believe. Mm -hmm. So we are 
by definition, if mm. you are a Christian who believes in a mixed, a limited, constitutionally federated republic, b believes in ideas like uh, sphere sovereignty, you are definitionally anti-fascist. Mm. But what do we see with socialism and communism mm. and, and the fascism? In the last three years, what do we see in the last three years? Who are the... Where where State doth the fascism everything. lie? Yep. They controls everything. And and that's what we have to so we need to be educated on these things because our opponents basically the only thing in our postmodern uh age that people can agree on is bad was fascism somehow. But they don't even know what fascism is. Well, but they also they don't actually don't think it's bad. They think it's yes. good and they love it and they support it. Well, they no, and they, but, and they believe it should be implemented at least on the left is what they're saying. No, now. no, but but I think I think they're honestly too stupid to really know what fascism is, right? So they know that Nazism, fascism is bad, but they yeah. are too stupid to actually know what that actually is. I was at a drag queen story hour protest in Peterborough, yeah. and someone said, "Oh, Christo fascist," and I she was recording. This is this is like a a, a, a trained activist that just yeah is an ambulance is an ambulance chaser. Yeah. And I asked her, can you define fascism? And she said, well, if, if you don't know what it means, I mean, I, you <laughs> yes, know, like, no, of no, course. like, no, 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 I, I know, know what it means. Can no, you? No, I do. I do know what it means. <laughs> can you? Do you know what it yes. means? Yeah. And she, Anyways. I, I can't remember what she said. And it, it wasn't like, no, that's not what fascism is. Try yeah. again. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. And, and just so everybody knows, like, fascism is completely anti-democratic it's mm -hmm. completely against the ideal of a uh, of a republican form of government it is it's totally totalitarian and status to its core and that's the essence of everything this program fights against and 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 advocates against is the idea that somehow the state ought to be the arbiter of absolutely everything so we thought you know this is a very important episode to to go over for you our viewers and listeners because we can actually teach a little bit about what fascism fascism is you can be equipped with that knowledge so then when you have these trained seal actors activists going around just spouting that out you can be able to answer the fool uh, according to his folly you can shut the mouth of the eustreperous um and then we also wanted to highlight the fact that the current political order as it stands has extraordinarily radical left-wing parties in the ascendancy and the conservative party is just totally clueless unable and unwilling to fight that total and utter mm -hmm. crazy extremism and we have to do something about it yep. as, as we have to rise up as citizens and say 300 odd parliamentarians stood up and clapped like trained seals for a nazi this will not do tender your resignation like, mm -hmm. honestly, all, I agree with Alex. There's egg on every single one of those parliamentarians' face. If, if only there was a mechanism for the populace to declare a non-confidence vote on every single parliamentarian, mm -hmm. this would be the time to do it. We have to get active. Guys, there's not a new election. We have to band together. Conservatives, actual conservatives, have to band together to, to, to have our voices heard 
in in parliament because this can't go on and sadly i was i was i was so infuriated by what happened and then i thought to myself you know am i more infuriated by this um than when they did all this for b bill c4 and i had to have a moment of like intense reflection but then that it just actually increased my anger because the the only thing that has bipartisan support a great applause is as i said cheering for nazi ss veterans and defaming the mm-hmm. law of god and those things aren't just a coincidence well couple couple quick points for application before we kind of wrap up our show and the first one is this a proper so my guess would be that all of the people that were in that chamber who um, clearly don't understand the most basic historical fact about the different sides regarding World War II are just another reason why you need to pull your kid out of state-funded education. I mean, that's the display right there. The fact that they either didn't know or were unwilling to stand up and say, I'm not going to clap for a Nazi, is just another argument against state-funded Marxist indoctrination centers. So I've been doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on this lately, and I'm going to continue to do so in part because I've seen the benefit of either homeschooling or a good classical Christian school. You got to pull your kids out of state funded education because they're going to go through their history class and it's going to be a woke flavored history where apparently from what I'm hearing, they don't even really do a deep dive into World War II in history classes. And I'm sure part of that is because as you start seeing what happened in Germany prior to the Second World War, you'd see a lot of similarities between them and Canada and the United States in the last number of years. And so they don't even do an accurate assessment of historical events. And number two, would be everything's going to be flavored with wokeism. Geography class is going to be about stolen land and land acknowledgements. And it's just going to be an absolute cultural Marxist mess. You must pull your kids from state-funded schools. Better than a one million March for Children would be a getting one million kids out of public schools in Canada. Let's get behind that. I'm for that. I'll speak at that rally. I'll be involved in that protest every day and even on Sunday, even though I celebrate the Lord's Day faithfully. Even on Sunday, I will join on the save our kids from the destruction of their souls in the public school. So that's number one. Number two, this is the reason why you personally need to be in a student always. You must always devote yourself to reading, to learning, to studying, to listening to podcasts so that you won't find yourselves caught off guard, ignorant of information you need to know. You need to always be learning and studying and growing and engaging with other believers, stretching your mind and your thinking, understanding history and politics and science and philosophy and theology. It's very important for you not to just say, Ah, I got my job and I got my family. I'm too busy. No, if we are going to, if we're going to inculcate in our children, if we're going to pass on a biblical world and life view, then we ourselves need to be trained rightly. And this is the third thing I'll say. Remember all of this the next election time. Remember the flip floppers. Remember the silence and then the oopsie. Remember the wet finger in the air. What's politically Mm. advantageous. Remember the back and forth. 
Remember who actually consistently stood on conservative principles the whole way mm. through? Remember who was willing to take a political hit to stand for the rights of parents? Mm -hmm. And then remember who the cowards and the statists were. And remember this, mm -hmm. the big four in our country, the big four, the reds, the blues, the greens, and the oranges, which really were all just another flavor of red. They're all mm -hmm. just very... They're all red underneath with different colors on top yeah. of them. I don't believe that a Christian in good conscience can vote for any of those colors. You cannot vote for the party that believes you should go to jail if you counsel your kid that they're not trans. You cannot vote for the party that applauds the Nazi. You cannot vote for the party that flip-flops and has no integrity. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's, that's how I want to wrap this up today. Yeah. Absolutely. Guys, this is this is a hard gut check moment and we might have to do stuff that's very uncomfortable, like run for office, like get involved politically, because guys, if we, you love our nation as as anybody should right? anybody should have a sense of patriotism, right? Which strikes me, right? When you see these marches, what sides holding up the Canadian flag, right? It's, it's those who are marching for freedom, those who are marching for parental rights, those who are marching for all of the traditional values that Canada was founded on. The other side's holding up neo-Marxist flags, like the Pride Progress flag. The other side's holding up their union flags, which represents just a really, really extraordinarily small and special the interest fist. group. Yeah, and the closed fist. So, so you're seeing all of these Marxist flags against the Canadian flag, and it, it should be noted in Canada. Do, do do you know this, listeners? In Canada, it's not illegal to uh, burn a Canadian flag. You know what flag it is illegal to burn? Pride flag. Do you understand that? Do you understand the cultural revolution that's taking place in our nation? That's, I mean, it's a gut check time, guys. You know, those two things that all our MPs are celebrating, the defaming of God's law and, and celebrating literally a Nazi soldier. The, these, these people are totally out over their skis and we need to stand up and, and, and gather together politically. I, I mean craziness andrew I, I i'm speechless at the end of this program after we all we've gone through because this is canada in, in 2023 this is the reality that we're faced with and we need to pray that god will save our nation and uh, bring a re reformation and revival to our shores so that he truly can have dominion from sea to sea because it is for freedom that christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery till next time Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.